Well, anyway, hi guys, welcome back to season three of the chat with Auntie T. And it's me, Auntie T. Three seasons already, Chubby. Oh, sorry, I was not. I was supposed to introduce my guest to you. Should I tell them what I usually call you? Okay, yeah, thank you. Bibiana. Oh, uh, Bibiana. No, don't do that. Bibiana. <laughs> <laughs> Should I say the other one? No, but don't the... even try it. Don't even try that. All I right. think that's a code word. That's for, a code yeah. word. All right, so all right. We'll leave that. I think that. the one I call you also is yeah. not meant for. It's not meant for the public. Anyway, hi guys. Welcome back to the chat with Tanya. We're in a new season, season three. Technically, this is wow. season four because I did a whole like in between season two and season three mm-hmm. called free churro episodes. Actually, free churro episodes are basically like just like my way of giving free gifts. So I have periodical breaks for my podcast so I can chill. But then there are times where I'm like, okay, let me just give the people something, you know, to nibble just on. Just to keep them up. Just keep them going on. And I had a lot of those, which constituted to more than the number of episodes. So each season is season. 13. Do you guess? So it was more than a season, actually. So technically, so I'm considering when to release season three to give it. Because now I'm on like a break. I've been on a break throughout April. So like... I'm thinking, should I wait a little while before releasing it? Or should I release it during my normal time? Because they've kind of been hearing from me. Do you get what I mean? So, yeah. But I feel like maybe just the second week. I don't know. We'll look at how it goes. But anyway, I'm introducing my guest. His name is... I'm Chubi. Good day, everyone. It's nice to be here. Yeah. It's his first time on Auntie T's podcast. Chibi, yeah. Chibi, do you want to tell the people about our friendship? Well, well, I won't say it's strange. It's strange. I'll say it's the most unexpected for me. Yeah. Yeah, because Same. this person just busted into my DM. I'm like, oh, hello. What's your name? I'm Sha. I shouldn't have said that, right? No, yeah. Don't finish. Just carry Okay, on. yeah. And I'm this. Yeah. Hey, and then I'm like, okay. Yes, my name is Chubi. Nice to meet you. And they'd be like, okay, do you want us to talk about this stuff that mm-hmm. we are going? I said, no, I don't want to be really part of this because I feel like you'll be overwhelming. And yeah, that was what I said. But at the end of the day, now you are part of it. Well, it's oh, so funny. Yeah, I, feel, I like I said, I like helping out. Right. Whenever I see that something is not really going the way it Where should, it should be. be just like people when they are yeah. around me and they're not smiling now. Something just, so it is just to that little help. I'm not really that active, but that small impute that I can yeah, make yeah. don't matter to me. It's 
so yes i didn't actually expect us to be close i like i didn't expect us to be friends i thought we were going to be Ah, um, I have a lot of high and bye. Do you get what I mean? Mm. I was not expecting us to be friends at all. Like, Chubi was the last person I thought, you know, would have a whole... Like, I still can't even explain how we got here. Like, I just mm-hmm. know one day we were like this. <laughs> yeah. It's I so weird. it's just experiences that just connected us. No, but even before we started sharing those experiences, we were already like, getting talking, to this point. We were already yeah. like... Guys, talking so much. So I don't, I don't. But now we've gotten to a stage where, even though I try to cut Chubby off every five working days. No, you I'm, can't. Yeah, no, I'm too I'm lovable for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So actually, entered the brother level. But the thing about mm-hmm. me is that I can cut my brothers off. Oh, not this brother. Uh, yeah, not this one. Yeah. But well, <laughs> you know. Even yeah, actually, I've actually had my fair share of. Yeah, I think it's time I'm done with this. Yeah, but, bro. Nah, nah. But I feel like that's what makes it a real friendship. Mm, The fights and the disagreements and the about to give up and saying, I'm not letting this go. Yeah. I think it's time. Because I know if you put effort in things that you really want, it actually work out. Yeah. Mm. So now let's talk about navigating. So it's no secret because if you listen to the first episode of this podcast, you know that I'm a pastor's child not just a pastor's child a general overseer's child child. Mm. firstborn child womb opener aka Adam. (laughs) so like i was having a conversation with someone recently who married a pastor and um she's talking about the struggles of being a pastor's wife and she was telling me how she has some pastor's kids that she's close to and like she feels like sometimes pastor's kids set traps for you to really see if you're like true and honest yeah. and i was just saying that i was like yeah because that's me with every friend and that's yeah. why i only have it's so weird how my two closest friends are from church mm. isn't it weird like the two people that are now like my brother and my sister are from church and it's grown beyond just church and I was telling her, like, yeah, we do that because, you know, we have a lot of fake people come around. We have so yeah. much going on with us, really, that people... Don't yeah. So, she said something to me, and I was like, huh. She said how she was already really close to her pastor. And you know how you're trying not to get familiar exactly. with the man of God? And there comes the child also being close to you. And it's like, she gets so close to the child and the child starts to divulge or divulge info, mm. you know, about the parent. And how, like, you can be so scared to have a friendship because you don't want to get familiar. Mm. And I thought about it. As a pastor's child, you always think about how you're isolated because... One thing for pastor's kids is isolation, especially when you're the general over. I feel like if your father is a pastor of just a branch, you will not really understand the depth of pain on, on to, unless your father is like a general overseer. Yeah. So you see like Deborah, Ineche, Sarah Jakes, those people understand isolation. But then again, if you're close to your family, it's different. So for like me, 
I recently, by recently, I mean like 2020, thereabouts, they building a relationship with my siblings. Prior to that, we had no relationship. Do you get what I mean? We're just there. Me and my sister, only thing is, I built a relationship with them. I'm the first one. You know, there's like a fiduciary relationship between the first one and the other siblings, exactly. where it's like you have to be there for them. Everyone. But there is not, not you're the family man- manager as well. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be like that for you. You, but whenever they need you, whenever they need you. So they come and they talk to you about stuff, but you don't necessarily talk to, talk to anybody. So you're isolated. And so. I was just focused on how, like, you know, I've been isolated. Like, I've been isolated in my life. So, I, I'm so used to isolation. And I think that's one of the things that causes problems between you and I in our friendship. Yeah. And and I is that I'm used to isolation. So, when there's a problem, it's plan like, to plan to withdraw and leave. Out. Like, bye. Instead of, like, no, let's work yes. this out. Uh, understanding that there are relationships you cannot... Like, it's still hard for me to understand that there are some people that you cannot cut off because my mind is is wired in such a way that I can cut any human being off, irrespective of your title. Like, I don't have relationships that I cannot cut off, but I'm learning now that there are some relationships that God says, you know, these ones, they are for life. So I'm like, how do I navigate that? But anyway, there was something she said about the pressure on people to befriend their pastor's kids because they're opening themselves up to familiarity and i was like huh do you know as a pastor's child you will never think of it like that yeah of course it's not your angle yes it's not your angle you can't you can't visualize it because I think the person we're talking about is already your parent, so that familiarity stuff is not something you're scared of. Yeah, it's it's something that's already there. Yes, but for us, we'd be like, okay, no, if you just open up this person, you can't unhear, you can't unsee. Yeah. You just have to replay on your mind. And it can affect how you... Relate with your pastor yeah. and how you see him. But... I just thank God for this particular pastor because based on the trainings he has set aside, I've been trained on this kind of stuff. Not entirely, but it didn't actually change the way I see him. Yeah. I I yeah. No matter what was said, yeah. I think it didn't change. It just reduced the question I ask about this person because I know that if I ask she tell me. Yeah. But then I said no, no, no. I think the less the information the better. The better for but you. But then the ones that have been told, ah, it didn't matter the way Do I Do you saw know, him. even now I don't like I've learned now not to because now I have an understanding. So before I didn't have an understanding for myself that you know, I always thought because there's some people you're born in your a pastor's home, but your father is not your pastor or he's not meant to be like your spiritual father so you have another church that you're going to so i always thought that was going to be me i'm going to be out Uh god i know he's playing games god doesn't play games but god is too funny god said sweetie i hear you day so now i'm like 
and I had so many. Obviously, later on on this season, you guys are going to hear about my daddy issues, but a different kind of daddy issues. One day I'll really talk in depth about it because I'm not yet ready to talk in depth. But I was like, oh, this is this is da 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 da. I didn't feel like you know I had parents all of that. I was like, well. You're going to have to just learn how to look at them as your spiritual leadership, and just in my mind now, I'm learning to forego the parental side, like the duty of care that they owe me. As because I grew up alone, they weren't there. Always doing stuff. It's not just doing stuff; like they did not have the skill set to be parents. One thing that I'm grateful for that they did is that they provided. That's one thing. They knew how to do, but that was about it. Do you get what I mean? So even when they were present, they could not. They were not always going stuff. There were times where they were around. Okay, for example, COVID was a time to bond everybody. COVID, I bonded with my brothers and my sister, but yeah, COVID even made us even further deepen that. Oh my God, can't wait to leave this house and leave these people forever. Do you get what I mean? I like when it's like oh they were not there. Do you feel bad? I'm for do you know I'm actually grateful to God that they were not there, like at least the first eighteen years of my life. I'm great as when I'm forever grateful that they were mostly away, because the times they were around were not good. Do you get what I mean? So like it's like thank you Lord that they were mostly away. But then, like before, where there was like you know all this bitterness and pain and everything, there's still pain there because obviously, these are your parents. Like, these are your parents. Like, there's stuff that happened. You know, you still expect. I mean, the relationship you have with your parents kind of it kind of shows up in your relationship with God, mm-hmm. unless you have like yeah. a good pastor that you know acts differently. Mm-hmm. It also shows up in your relationships with other people. And so cause of like, you know, we're going to do like another episode anyway. So it created some issues. But like now it's like, okay, I have to learn not to be familiar. Mm. And it's in learning not to be familiar that I'm now understanding like the difficulty of my friends. So I want to ask you, what's, well, how has your experience been so far being friends with your pastor's child how has it negatively impacted you how has it positively impacted you okay what have you learned well for me um i'd say it helped me in such a way that you realize the human side of someone the human side of everyone yeah because you see people and how you see them or where you see them and you just conclude okay this is this person yeah this but then when they tell you some stuff about the person do you still want to love the person do you still yeah. want to relate with this person so in this particular case yeah i've been told some things not like they are bad but they are normal human errors that you feel okay no this person should not be making yeah but then they are human also yeah he'll also he'll always tell us there's a man before the god yeah so I've come to understand more that no matter who you're dealing with, there's a human side. Actually, Elijah in the Bible had so much hot temper that he actually... Okay, it was Elisha that commanded the lion to devour the children. So, 
was Elijah. Is Elijah? Yeah, it was Elijah. Elijah called fire from. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the children that were mocking him of his. He was Elijah. Bonus. Was Elijah yeah, okay? It was Elijah. So, and also when he came to anoint Elisha too, he didn't actually stay mm-hmm. to explain something. He just told him, ah. Follow me, yeah. Yes. So there's Even this flaw understood like on everyone's inside. Yeah. Whether you're a pastor, if you check from Genesis to Revelation, it's just there. Yeah. It's just there. So he opened up he opened up to me the fact that we are all human, no yeah. matter who you're dealing with. Although some have tried to work on their weaknesses more yeah. than others. Yeah. We are all human beings there was something Apostle Solomon said how <coughs> Samson saw a dead carcass on the floor mm. and God told him to put his hand inside and he put it out and there was honey mm. and he used it to describe the church that the church is not perfect it's smelly but there's still good in it mm. and it's still God's church yeah. and God is still there and it's like that with men of God mm. including us like we're children of God we're becoming men of God too and it's like, we're not perfect. Exactly. Do you get what I mean? He actually said something. He said, okay, yeah, you all love me, but have you seen me angry? Have you seen me hungry? Yeah, Pastor Selman, in that yeah. same video, he made, he made a statement like that. So it's, it's pointing to the fact that we have so much expectation for these people. Yeah. That we forget that, okay, maybe one little error, we'll just judge them. Ah, no, this one is fake. Do you get, oh my, so, like, ah. For me, when I started, obviously I knew, you know, because he had, he had like sat us down sometimes and shared his childhood experiences. And I was like, man, this man did not have any father. In fact, he's even trying. He did not have father, he did not have mother. He was just by himself. Like, and the circumstances in which he grew up, he should be really messed up compared to how he is. And then there were some things he witnessed that I'm like, because when he used to do them, I'm like, don't you understand that this is not right? This is a. Until I realized, uh, no, he didn't understand. Now that he understands, he doesn't do them anymore. And so I'm witnessing him evolving and growing. And it's like, okay, he's becoming a better person. So why stay stuck in my unforgiveness? So obviously right now when he does stuff, I cry, yo, I'll still like vex, I'll still tell God like because obviously I still kind of you know experience a lot of the things he shared to us about what he went through with his parents. I'm like I can relate to it I can relate to what you're saying because I went through it with you as well. But for me it's just like oh dear Jesus, please let my child not one day sit down and say I can relate to this because I went through this with you as well. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. If for me, it's even like, I always used to have this thought in my head, like, oh, I'll see my parents down one day and have a conversation with them about how they were as parents. But mm. now I'm like, if I even let them know, it will break, like, it will just shatter them. Yeah. So maybe this is a conversation that should just never be here. They like, they're better off not knowing. Not knowing. Let them just know. Because they'll be hurt because i i don't even have a child yet but i have children that i really love and i can't imagine any one of them coming to me and auntie you know mm. you made me I, I don't even know how i'll be do you get what because i mean because to the best of your knowledge you feel like you're doing this for yes this you know, this one, ah, 
he didn't do this. You did, and I can see a lot of traits in, in him, in myself. One one example is my temper. Like, I'm like God. I, I like I have a lot of anger. Like obviously, I know where it stems from. Like the things that happened to me in my childhood. So I, you grow up an angry person. You hate everybody. There was a time in life I hated human beings. We weren't friends at that time. As Gina said, I hated people. I would just sit down and imagine people just dying and blowing up and I'll be happy. Because I had so much pain in my heart that I just hated everybody. Like, just say hi to me. I'm vexed. Why are you... Why are you telling me hi? And I can just insult your entire destiny. Like, you'll be like, I just said hi to this person. So, like, it was the depth of pain and all. So now I'm still like, okay, God, can you help me with this? Like, because I, like, bro, like, the anger is bad, bro. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's bad. Like, and it's like, even like unforgiveness, like, I'll be thinking I'm forgiving somebody. Genuinely speaking, right? I'm I'm cool with you. Are you sure you're cool? Yeah, I am cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Something will not happen. Uh, yeah, I can testify to that one. Without yeah. even thinking <laughs> about it, I'll just start bringing up. This is how that happened. And sometimes it's like, and I'll be like really angry, and I can be angry like that for days. The way I calm down, I'm like, where is all this coming from? Mm. And then it's that I start realizing that. Even like unforgiveness. Now I'm just like, God, please help my heart because I don't even know when I'm holding something against someone and when I'm not. Do you understand? Because I used to feel like, are you lying when you say you're cool? I'm like, no, but I'm actually, and I genuinely feel cool. And then the person will just do something and And I will just, everything will open up. And I'm like, so wait, all these things have been in my heart since and I didn't know. I did, you get, that's the worst part. And so like, it makes a lot of sense some things that, he used to do because I'm like okay it's clear that there's some pent up childhood trauma and so when you do something because like the person I was telling you about the person does a lot of things to me that the other person did to me and so even though I know that this one cares about me it just triggers me in a way that I should not and it just like brings out a lot and so I react to them based off like not just them. Do you get what I mean? Mm. But in normal day, I might go with them. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't... Do you get what I mean? So I started realizing, okay, well, this man has a lot of... Even my... Let's not even go into my mom. My mom is for another day. I'm going to talk about my mother another day. I'm like, this man has a lot of childhood trauma that he clearly didn't even know with them. And they are just coming out now. So it gets me afraid, like, oh my God, when I get married, what's my husband going to witness? Oh my God, when I have kids. Because I noticed something with, there's some kids that I love. There's one of them. When they're in their baby form, I'm like, oh my God, they're cute. Once they start to grow, I notice this, like, detachment. Do you get, oh, I don't want to be around this child. And and I love the child, but I just, I don't want to have to be, I'm like, sometimes when I daydream of my, family i think about my kids and i just think about maybe the child is having a or i'm watching videos of the child you know how parents should be connecting i can already feel myself like detaching Detaching and like just like okay the father of this child should deal with this and i'm like this is a 
this is a problem. Very big one. And it's God that's even helping me to become aware. Obviously, Imagine I didn't even know that this. Do you get? So I'm like, okay, a lot of things that happened, like, is deep. Like, and it just passes from generation to generation. And then if you don't forgive, you will not be able to. Yeah. And to start a new chapter. Obviously, yeah. Because you keep repeating what has mm-hmm. happened. This generation will do it to this generation. And this one will do it to the next. And so on and so on. Do you know even that person? Because mm-hmm. you know, prophecy is in part. Mm-hmm. Even that person that's like, you know, no. I was even thinking about it. I was like, what if it's like my anger that triggers things to go wrongly mm. in a situation because that's what happens now mm. something happens the person is trying to talk to me calmly sometimes for five days at a go and i'm just not hearing then i'll not say things that because people have wounds in the same way i have a wound that has been triggered the person also has a wound and i'm triggering the person so it's just a vicious cycle jigger of triggering and i'm just like okay god help me not to be like like me and you have had fights right and i'll tell you how i feel about the situation and you're hurt by why i'm saying that and then it wasn't until this last one that you're like okay your interpretation i read that message like four times i was like this is so Accurate. Why you they smile? Why this guy they well, smile? Well, we smile for a while, so I just wanted to put it just there. put it there. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was like, this is actually because at first I wanted to be like, no, that's not why. There, I, I think I already yeah. started typing it. There are reasons as to why I feel this way. That, and I was, I had to ask myself because okay, the reasons. Mm. I don't have thought about the reasons. It all boiled down to that thing that you yeah. you said. And I was like, and then I was like, okay, why am I like this? Why do I interpret things like, like this? this? Then there's a back, 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 and it goes back to my childhood. So I started thinking like, okay, it takes the the great, the special grace of Jesus Christ for you to allow God to touch on some, because there's some parts of you that God will touch that like, Bro, you no, feel like no. you want to die. Do you no, get no, one? No, no. Just leave this. Just leave this. Well, like when we read David in the Bible, David in the Bible for me is I don't know. David for me for his for them to tell his father call all your sons and they didn't call him. Mm. Tells a deep story of rejection yeah. and isolation yeah, already and neglect, emotional neglect and a lot of neglect. And he was always on his own, fighting sheep, fighting life. So he, that lion could have killed him. Yeah. No one even noticed that David is. So I was like... And and the thing is, I don't know if he told them about the lions and they didn't withdraw him from the desert. Or maybe he tried to keep it to himself. Do you get what I mean? Things they won't believe him. So, man. Well, David definitely has gone through isolation, rejection. Mm. You can already see it. Like, and then... Even like people making him feel like there's then he can't amount to anything. Mm. You get because his brothers when he went to go and fight Goliath, yeah. how they so it's like shame, ridicule. Okay, that's happening, but God still chose him out of everybody else to anoint. Yeah. When Absalom wanted to kill David, I'm like, what would make a child want to kill their father? Mm. This story is deeper than. 
just you know like we like to say we like to talk about things but we have to be honest in recognizing that that means david was not a good father there's that side yeah. there's another one of his sons raped another, another uh, you have to be like what kind that means the messed up parenting he got must have messed him up too and he wasn't a the best father that he could possibly mm. be and i just like i'm like man and this is the man that was after god's heart yeah did you get to it's like there's deep stuff that happened so it sure just helped me mm. in like and it also explains the fact that righteousness is not really really by works yeah because you can't tell me the man after god's heart um do not have a perfect family yeah. because if it's just all about perfection david's children will all be perfect and yeah. in his footsteps but then only one of their one of his children stood out and that's mm-hmm. solomon even david solomon does, that uh, stood out still went astray at some point mm-hmm. and the grandchild of them david rehoboam is not something we even want we, to talk we, about exactly. so a man after God's own heart is not necessarily because he have everything, he has everything set out and doing everything right. I think it's just because there are things he did right that God just justified I him I think for. it's even his heart. Because mm. we look at works, I think God looks at the heart. Yeah. And even in my situation, I realized this man, even with everything he has done, in his heart, he's a good man. Mm. Ah! He's a good man. If he has the capacity to be perfect, if he, if he has the capacity to save every single human being on this planet, mm, he will do, do it. it. He's a good man. Mm. He just has faults like everybody else. Everybody. Those, those faults are not just like I'm just saying it now. It's, it's some deep crap, man, that happened that, mm. you know, is deep stuff, but he's a good man. And I feel like that's the same thing with David. Like in mm. David's heart, David was a good person and I, I, I feel like that's like one thing is like your the state of your heart. David was always ready to repent. Yeah. David killed David murdered see, David would have if David was in today's world, somebody like me, he has to go to prison. There's nothing anybody can <laughs> yeah. tell me. Definitely he planned murder. What do you mean? He planned somebody's death. He you saw somebody's wife. Word. And and had a son, and that's the son that became the king. No, no, someone like me. Like the just t- no, no, no. do you know that man had other kids? And somebody mm. like me will cry. Jo- this man has to go to pray. There's nothing anybody will be able to tell. Imagine what the generals will be thinking. Do you understand? You plan. What did that guy do mm. to you? You took his what? Everybody now be looking at their words. Oh, more Becky Boo. You know this. As in, you go just say, hey, stay inside. (laughs) Don't come out. For no reason must the king see you. Mm. That thing is deep. Like, forget that. They just tell us, like, you planned somebody's murder. Mm. You murdered this man. Okay, you didn't just murder. Okay, you killed the man. Wait, so you saw his wife. You liked his wife. You sat down and you calculated yeah how you plan. execute him so i can take his wife you finish executing him you don't even get conscious you you sleep with the woman on top sleeping with the woman you make her wife on top making her wife she born picking for you and at that picking way become oh, king. king ah yeah. no forget it 
no someone like me i'll be like justice must this this lord i'm sorry there's nothing anybody i'm going out i'm taking this case up this man (laughs) must go to prison they'll tell me oh you know god forget yes but behind bars someone is dead somebody is is dead dead. can he come back no those kids lost their father Mm. because she had kids before she married Mm. they lost their dad Okay, they lost their father over what one man's this thing. Do you get what I mean? And it's deep, so it's, it shows you the depth of imperfection mm. in them. Yeah. But even a regular person will not think, Oh, I like this person. What we're, what we're complaining about in this age is that people see other people's wives, they like them, they didn't like them. Yeah. Nobody don't come kill, yeah. nobody has killed anybody to take anybody's. This one saw somebody's wife, it was wow. not flat. He had his own wives. Wives. This is what? somebody's wife. Mm. He had his wives. Okay. And is a lawyer general. And was a lawyer, very, very lawyer. lawyer. Mm. And yet you killed him so he can take his wife. That's that's deep. Mm. Do you understand? So mm. it shows you how messed up like people can be. Yeah, people can be. Or like Peter. Peter, mm, my man, master, I'm not gonna go betray you. Me, <laughs> why go betray you? He can't see that. I'm sorry. And we... actually, the fact that the thing is that he actually meant it because when they came for Jesus, he cut, he off, cut off that guy's ear. ear. But the imperfection when I'm talking the about just showed up. Do you, he, I don't even think he mm. knew when he, when he just said that. He no, just betrayed. No, no. Do you get? I feel uh, like he just betrayed and he's like, e, and he entered deep depression. Yeah, but that, God yeah. said. Peter, on you, I will build my church. And mm. the first church, the first pope was built on Peter. Mm. So, like, at the end of the day, it shows us, like, how imperfect, you know, people are. And for me, as a pastor's child, I feel like I recognize the depth of struggle. Like, it made, that conversation with that woman made me appreciate the people, like, made me appreciate you, for example. Because I'm like, it's a special thing that this person is doing because being friends with me is already putting yourself at risk yes. of yeah. familiarity in this 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 particular episode that we're recording i'm skeptical about it because it's not just us talking yeah we're exposing some things that's okay maybe 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 you should really not know who we're talking about yeah you understand but, but still we have to say it because the expectation we're placing on these people are so much it's unfair yeah so one small mistake and you just write them off yeah and but at the same time still like as a person you have to be careful because you know god can be god is no merciless but like you mess up you become familiar mm. you're at risk yes and yes. it's like a lot like it's easier for you not to be friends with and so instead of making sense why we pastors kids are isolated, isolated in church you can't even go to a pastor in church for, to talk to about, talk about what's going eh me come and help you mm. so and it now yeah. started making sense why like even Benny Hinn thought why God has to reach someone from outside to help, to help. because the Lord it's a, mm. it's a deep like there's another pastor that mm. hurts me you know within this space and I was angry with him, but that conversation made me start praying for him because in as much as I was angry with him, there was a whole year I went through something, if not for this man. And I was just like, it's, 
not everybody has the skill set. This is a very unique and dicey environment. It's a different thing. Is if he's a pastor of the branch, he's not my pastor. Mm. We're contemporaries and can handle him. Yeah. This one is the head pata pata mm. overall. So it's someone a, you're looking up to. Do you understand someone you've been looking up to? Thinking this man does not do this just for his child to be going through and you're just like so it's um it's a lot for the other people and i i feel like it makes so much sense why people you know and stay away from pastors and it's also unfair to the pastor's kids i feel like yes it is it's very unfair yes that's a very very good point because they are protecting themselves. Everybody's protecting themselves. Everybody. Nobody, Nobody wants to give an excuse. Okay. Do you get? Lord, this but is the child go. going through the thing. Okay. Not fair for them. Do you understand? Like, some pastor's kids are going through domestic abuse. They, what, they are watching their, this tongue-speaking, demon-casting, mm. evangelical, stadium-feeling pastor. He's abusing his wife. Wife, too, abusing him. Sometimes they abuse the kids. That child is going through all of that. And he can't say. They can't actually, talk. And when you say, depending on who you talk to, they may not actually believe. They might not even believe you. They'll say you are lying. Do you mm, know how painful? Just want to bring your father that down. That thing. Mm. Do you know what I? And somebody told me that I'm a bad person. Do you know I still like I'm asking God to help me forgive that person. Mm. That I want to. Your sister targeted me because she targeted me. Came to me and acted like she was my friend. And at that point in time of my life, anybody that cared to hear me out, I just wanted to tell them. Mm. And I start telling your sister what I've gone through. And it's supposed to be personal. Your sister goes and shows you. And you had the audacity to tell me that I want to bring my father down. Mm. Like, even now as I'm talking to you, you see what I'm talking about, unforgiveness. They do me to cause the person. <laughs> because I'm like, you don't know the death. When, when the person first said it, I'm like, I pray you experience all I've experienced mm. and worse. But it's not a good prayer. Because yeah, they pray for your enemies, not... wish them good. And I'm like, God, this is your Bible. He had... I'm telling you, like, when you look at some standards that are set, you'll be like, oh, what is this? You'll be like, say, no one do again. Yeah. They know be by yeah. fault. Tell them, no, be by fault. Please. So... But yeah, this episode was a long one, man. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah. See y'all. Later. Later.